The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon. On this Thursday prior to convention starting, um, for those of you who are going to be attending Omaha's convention in person. I'm going to wish you well. I'm sorry I will not be at that convention. I'll be, uh, we do have a contingency of people going, and two that I want to make sure that you get a chance to meet in particular, uh, Douglas Gary and Elizabeth Whitaker. For those of you who uh, Douglas has been with us for a number of years, he is based up in the Northeast. He is a, a salesperson with our organization. He works with very large clients like banks and Google and Microsoft, and he handles the sales side of that. Douglas is also an expert JAWS user, somebody that I turn to on a regular basis. And uh, we're, always, we're always talking because he's always pushing the envelope with our technology. So he'll be doing a JAWS session, and with him uh, at the convention and participating to help out is Elizabeth Whitaker. Elizabeth is from, I believe, Ohio. She's in, I think it's Ohio or Indiana, but I'm pretty sure it's Ohio. Elizabeth is uh, responsible for our training department uh, and documentation team. She does tons of webinars, and those of you who are uh, familiar with uh, tuning into any, anything on the training site on our website, you probably know Elizabeth. She and Rachel do a, a real uh, fantastic job putting material out there to help people, uh, whether it's working with Microsoft Word or trying to learn new features in, in JAWS. Uh, they're real pros at it. There, Elizabeth is also on clubhouse events that we do twice a week, Beginner's Corner, and Ask Sharky. If you've not participated in any of that and you have an opportunity, we generally are on at 10 in the morning on Mondays and Wednesdays on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is um, audio only. Uh, system. It's pretty good. It's You can do it from your phone or you can do it using an application called Club Deck on your PC. So those two folks will be at the convention and Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, they'll be doing a session talking all about the show specials and demonstrating features and so forth. And I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of insight into all of that here this afternoon as well. Um, if you're attending virtually, I think, uh, I think that ACB has done an excellent job preparing for this. They've had some experience over the past couple of years, and things just keep getting better. So I'm sure you will get a lot out of the conference. And of course, we still want to participate. And I understand that Elizabeth and Douglas's session will be made available to you virtually during the conference. So I hope you'll tune in and listen to that uh, presentation as well. Um, there are 
several other people going. I don't have the full list of names, but I know that Matt Ader is going to be there. And uh, I believe our new CEO, Bob uh, Cinema, is going to be attending as well. Uh, and he's, I think, speaking at that on maybe on Saturday night, but I might have my times wrong. Anyway, Bob is fairly new in the industry, came from uh, National Register uh, and brings with him a wealth of information uh, and has just been a, a real, I think, great improvement in the company. Uh, everybody's embraced him and he's coming up to speed and learning as fast as he can. So if you get an opportunity to see him or listen to him, please do. So let's see. I want to kind of walk through. Let me start with our specials and how you can find out uh, what they are. So there's an easy way to review uh, the information that we would be providing for you as conference goers, whether you're virtual or attending. If you go to the Freedom Scientific homepage, freedomscientific.com, and if you bring up a links list on the homepage and hit the letter A for ACB, you will find an events page for the ACB convention goers. And on that page, it will share with you the various pricing options that we have, and more importantly, how to take advantage of those. Now, you can probably start as soon as tomorrow if you want to get a jump start on this, but I know that this will last throughout the conference, probably at least till the middle of the month, the pricing specials. Um, let's start with hardware. In general, our hardware products will all offer you as a convention person, a 20% discount off of each and every hardware product. There's two ways to participate in that discount. One, is you can visit the Freedom Scientific homepage and go to our e-store. And on the e-store under hardware products, you can select the product that you want. And when you get to the checkout page, there is a place where you enter a discount code. Locate that location and enter the code ACB2022. No spaces, ACB2022 and it will automatically adjust your price down by 20%. And then you can proceed and complete the checkout. Alternatively, you can call customer service, let them know you're associated with ACB and you would like to participate in the ACB 2022 discount and let them know the product that you'd like to purchase and they can assist you with that. Now. For some of the products um, that we've listed on that events page, the discount is greater than 20%. These, you will have to contact customer service. So you can call in to 800-444-4443 and let them know that you're calling in conjunction with the conference and you're interested in buying one of these other products. And I'll tell you the products and the prices. First, the Ruby, the regular handheld Ruby, the first one we ever came out with, which is still 
a fantastic selling product, by the way. Um, and we've got that on special for the convention at $250. A Pebble HD from Enhanced Vision, that's $350. The Ruby XL HD, that's that five-inch one, and that's at $600 for the convention. A Pearl camera is at $200. The Pearl, of course, works with either Open Book or you can use it with JAWS for Windows with your convenient OCR feature. So the Pearl's 200. Open book, if you don't have an open book license, this is a great time to take advantage of it. It's only $195 during the show. So take advantage of getting that. It's at open book nine. There's not uh, development work going on currently with open book, but it's a great product. Uh, it's really good for scanning. Um, books. And if you are someone who's doing a lot of reading, this is a great, a great option for you. Finally, back on hardware, we have Clearview Go 15 inch for 2100 and a Compact 10 HD for $1,036. So those products that I just mentioned, there were seven of them. Those discounts, you have to call the office and request the show convention and they can sell it to you over the phone. Those discounts on those products are not available on the store. So everything else is 20% and you can go through the store to get it. So if you're interested in a braille display, this is a great opportunity to buy it and get a great savings. Um, also during the show, we're going to offer a discount of 20% for customers who have ILM licenses and wish to either uh, buy an upgrade to the latest version or better yet, add an SMA to your ILM license so you can get the next two paid for versions. So if you're at 2022 and you know that 2023 is right around the corner as it happens each year, this is the time. Make sure you get your SMA in place and during the convention is a good time to do it. You can call customer service, give them your serial number, and they can assist you with that, and they'll get you a 20% discount. This is also something that you can go to the Freedom Scientific homepage, enter in, um, go to the links list, and look for SMA and upgrade. Check your serial number. That's the link. And uh, enter your ILM serial number in that location, and it will look up and figure out what the price is for you. And you can just order it right there through the store once you've looked it up and selected your option. Now, if you are not sure that the discount is properly applied, and while it should be, uh, if you're not positive, I will tell you that the SMA for a home license, and these discounts are on home ILM licenses. So normally an SMA is $150. You should be able to get it for $120 during the show. Same thing for an upgrade. If you're a version back and you wanted to get up to version 2020, uh, 2022, it's $150 normally for that upgrade. You can get it for $120 during the show. So it's $240. You could buy an upgrade to 2022 and add the SMA for the next two versions. So 240 bucks for three years worth of upgrades, that's a pretty good deal. 
Uh, if you are someone who has participated already in the um, subscription solution, the home annual licenses, those uh, were not set up with a discount this year. We did make a pretty significant change though, for those of you with home annual licenses, when you go to renew your home annual license this year, it will automatically sign you up uh, for one year recurring billing so that next year you'll get an email before it expires and you'll be informed that coming up on that time and it's going to be renewing using your credit card information from the prior year automatically. So you don't have to go back to the store and go through that process of ordering that upgrade. Um, in the event that something changes during the year and either you wanna change the credit card that was used or you wanna discontinue it for whatever reason, and you don't need to have a reason, you can just discontinue it at any time, um, you just go to the portal, choose the link for manage your license, and you can make those adjustments right there on the portal. So the next time you do buy an upgrade, if you haven't gotten an upgrade in the last year on your home annual licenses, it'll automatically sign you up for that. And it kind of, it locks you into that price too for the next purchase. So it's not going to be going up on you the next time it renews. So that's it that I can think of on the discounts for things. Um, moving on, I wanted to share a little bit about a preview, a little bit about what's going to go on on the Saturday session. Again, Douglas Gary and Elizabeth Whitaker will be there. They'll be talking about uh, the pricing. They'll go over that quickly in the beginning. And then they're going to talk to you about one of the latest and greatest new features that just came out in the June update called the Notification History Manager. Um, if you hadn't had an opportunity to listen to John, one, of, one of Jonathan Mosen's recent blogs, uh, I think it was about a week ago or 10 days ago, he did a blog and he demonstrated and discussed this feature. He's very excited about it, as are we. And this week on Wednesday, uh, yesterday morning, we had a new FS cast come out that everyone is welcome to go and listen to or read the transcript. And Glenn Gordon did a demonstration of this feature. And I uh, have actually encouraged all of our staff, especially in sales and support and training, to go and listen to both of those blogs. Um, they both did an excellent job describing it. So and Elizabeth and Douglas will be showing off that feature and bring your questions to that session too, because it'll be a good opportunity to, to ask and dive into it a little bit more. But really, in a nutshell, Windows um, and applications that run in Windows, such as Edge, for instance, the new Microsoft browser, applications are constantly sending us notifications, accessibility style notifications designed to give you more information. For instance, when you go to Edge and you go to a web page, your screen reader 
we'll, you'll hear it say loading page. And then at one point you'll hear it say loading complete. Those are two unique individual notifications. At first glance, this is wonderful. Microsoft and application developers are doing a, a great job communicating with us, providing us um, this information as they see fit. And the trouble is oftentimes as they see fit is very verbose and not always necessary. Um, of course, it's nice to know that a page is loading and it, it's nice to know it's completed, but you don't necessarily need to hear that every time. Um, and you certainly don't need to go back and review the history of that notification that came in. So when you use this new feature, insert spacebar for the layered mode and then N for notification, it will bring up and put you in a list of all of those um, notifications that have come in during the past 24 hours if JAWS or Fusion were running during that time. So when we're not running and you're not using your computer, of course, those notifications aren't coming across and so JAWS is not collecting them. But if JAWS is running, whether you listen to the notifications or not, they'll be stored in that list. And then you can pop it up or you can actually keep it running. I, I just leave it running now. And you can alt tab over to your notification history and review the recent notifications that came in. Sometimes these are about activities that an application is doing. Sometimes it's about reminders, like somebody on Teams is calling you, or maybe you got firmware update for your computer and they've sent, they've pushed a notification to you. And you may have missed that notification because you were doing something else. So you can go back and review it later. And the, the feature allows you to change um, which notifications get stored in the list because things like loading page and page complete or loading complete, those aren't things that you need to review in your history list later. So you would say, don't show me this here, but you might still want to hear them so you can let them keep speaking the way they do. Or maybe you would rather change what they say. Maybe you'd silence one, but not the other. Maybe you would silence one and play a sound for the other. Uh, so you don't have to hear the speech. It'll just make things go a little quicker or at least feel that way. Um, and I think, you know, Jonathan did a great job explaining how he wants much greater control over what he's going to have to listen to. And so uh, a feature like this is fantastic because it gives you the ability to make those modifications. So as great as this feature is, and I think every, everyone, and I mean everyone that uses the screen reader is going to take advantage of this feature at one point or another. I think this is going to be one of the most popular things that we've ever put in, to be honest with you. So if you haven't tried it yet, get started with it because you're going to like it. And the best news is what's coming in the 2023 version. So building on this feature that we've done, one of the things that we wanted to provide was something called regular expression. So this is technology or 
programming uh, languages that you can implement into things like this so that you can change um, what you're going to hear based on different wildcards and things that you would type in. So you'll be able to, you know, you might want to know that when a team's call comes in, don't tell me, uh, don't, don't tell me the whole message about so-and-so is calling, press this keystroke to turn on the video, press this keystroke to turn on the audio. You would, might simply want to hear the person's name like Eric on Teams or Mike on Teams or Sally on Teams, something like that. So you would set up using regular expressions steps to be able to anytime anyone calls you on Teams that it would say their name and calling on teams, something like that. And we will, in the 2023 Public Beta 1, have this available to you. And I will make sure that the uh, training department create a very short webinar to teach you exactly how to go in and start to use these regular expressions. Now, some of these things get very advanced, and while some folks uh, will get deep into it, uh, some of these things are going to be very basic, and we will all be able to participate in doing this. I, you know, I've been at this for many, many years, and I can remember when we first got started in Windows, uh, dabbling a little bit in script writing myself. I'm not a programmer. I'm not, I was not a very good script writer. Ted Henner never gave me a job to write scripts, but I wasn't going to sit around and, and wait for somebody else to do something to make it work. Um, there was an old program in Windows 3.11 way back in the day called Cardfile. And I kind of rather liked that. It was, it was a very simple built-in little database where you could keep track of things and, um, I spent a little bit of time and wrote up some scripts and made that thing work really well. We did the same thing for calculator at the time, some very basic scripts to be able to get the calculator to read correctly. And I was quite proud of the fact that I could go in and do that. And I think that the notification history manager is going to be the same for many of you. You're going to be able to put some control into what you hear. And then when a new version comes out because of the automatic migration of your settings, any changes that you make will just move into the new version for you. And you'll be able to share some of these things with other users. So you'll be able to assist them in changing the way that they hear things. So I would encourage you before the Saturday session, if you haven't, to, uh, if you haven't done it already, listen to the FS cast, listen to the overview that Glenn gives you. You might even experiment a little bit with it and then go and listen to Elizabeth and Douglas explain the feature. And I think uh, by the end of the weekend, you'll be a pro at this thing. Alternatively, if you go to, and I'll give you the URL for this, uh, if you go to the mosen.org, Jonathan's got his um, links out there and you can listen to that, or you can read the transcript. Um, https colon slash slash mosen.org slash M-A-L-P-0-1-8-4 
transcript, M-A-L-P-0184 transcript forward slash. That's where I found it. And it's got the transcript of that whole blog. Now, there was a lot in that uh, demo that he posted. It was about a two, it was, I don't know, about two hour event that he had out there. Um, and this demonstration took place about halfway through. If you bring up the transcript, you're trying to move ahead to about the just past the one hour mark in the blog. And if you search for the text, taking full control, it will put you right on the start of that demo, taking full control in that transcript that Jonathan did. So FSCast or Jonathan's broadcast, I encourage you to listen to those and then listen in on Saturday and you'll be a pro using the notification history manager. Uh, I'm going to mention a few more things and I'm just looking now or coming up on halfway through the hour. Uh, so I'm going to open it up for questions. I hope uh, you're thinking of some. Uh, you'll be able to raise your hands and we'll, I'll, I'll call and answer as many questions as I can. There's a few other topics that will come up uh, during the convention that we're going to be talking about. And so I wanted to share some of those with you. First, we, I mentioned 2023, so we're on track and the 2023 versions will be out before long, I think the first week in September. One of the big changes that we're going to implement um, is switching the default layout for the keyboard from desktop over to laptop. So if somebody does a clean install, by default, they'll now be in laptop layout. And I wanted to try and explain what this means uh, and, and why we're doing it so that you can, in turn, share this with other people because this question will come up quite a bit. Now, laptop layout assumes that you don't necessarily have access to the insert key or a numeric keypad. And if you don't, you can use the caps lock key as your JAWS key. That's laptop layout makes the caps lock key your JAWS key. And so now you can do, instead of insert T to hear the window title, you can do caps lock T to hear the window title. Instead of insert space bar and then N to get to the new feature, you can use caps lock space bar and then N to get to the new feature. Now, one of the things that I did years ago when we developed the laptop layout, <clears throat> I realized that like others, I sometimes, while I travel and use a laptop exclusively now, I oftentimes have a full keyboard plugged into the laptop. So what's nice is if I can still use my numeric keypad on my full keyboard when I'm at the office, but when I travel, I can still use the caps lock key as my JAWS key easily without having to go into JAWS and change a setting. So what we did was we made sure that when you're in laptop layout, the desktop commands will all still work. And they do. So if you're in laptop layout, if you have an insert key on your keyboard, if you hold it down and press the letter T, you'll notice it still works. 
You can also do it with caps lock and the keystroke. And so this is very beneficial and so many people don't even understand it. Uh, so we left it on desktop layout and let people change. But just because you um, don't use a laptop doesn't mean you wouldn't want to use laptop layout. There's another good reason for it. <clears throat> As keyboard keystrokes have exploded, um, you know, we're constantly trying to add new features and you're always looking for a new keystroke to do it, some things are more difficult to reach than others. So for instance, if you had a keystroke like insert K, uh, to get to that would be very difficult if you had to use your right hand on the insert and then your left hand to go over and find the letter K. But if you're in laptop layout, you could use caps lock in that letter uh, very easily while at the same time still using insert with other letters in your left hand. So you can go kind of both directions there. It'll work out good. I think once you start using it, you'll like it. So watch for that change. And if you haven't switched to laptop layout and you're running 2022, switch to laptop layout and start to see how that works. You get a feel for it. Uh, another big piece of news I wanted to share is that, you know, many of the manufacturers of hardware are now putting out Windows computers and not using Intel chips. They're using ARM processors, ARM64 devices is how we refer to these things. And so today, when you go into the store and you're going to buy a Windows computer, you have to know, or you'll want to know, is this a regular Intel-based processor or is this one of the new ARM processors? JAWS historically never worked on ARM processors, but starting uh, this month, actually by tomorrow, we should have a version, it's a pre-release, it's version 2022, that will actually download and install on these ARM processors. I have a Surface X and it is an ARM64 based processor and I've now got JAWS installed on it. It's very fast. The battery life on these processors is fantastic. So I'm easily getting a day or two out of that uh, tablet, that Surface tablet. And as far as everything else is concerned, it just feels like a regular computer. There's nothing different. You wouldn't know there was any different from an Intel chip if you didn't experience the battery life or look in uh, you know, your system information to see what kind of a computer you're running because you are running a different processor. Now, you cannot install our magnification software on these devices yet. There is still quite a bit of work to be done in that area. And, uh, we are anxious to get that work completed. We are talking with Microsoft and Microsoft is very interested in seeing us get on these ARM devices because I think they're anticipating this as a big future uh, for Windows. So we support Windows 11 in the ARM devices. And if you're interested in learning more about this or if you have access to one of these uh, new computers that have come out. Maybe you bought it by mistake. Uh, 
and you found out you couldn't install JAWS on it, well, you'll be able to starting tomorrow. You can, you'll be able to go to our uh, Freedom Scientific homepage under downloads, go to JAWS, and on that page, you'll find a link. If you search for ARM, uh, you'll find a link there to a page that gives you all of the details, uh, what you would want to know, what works, what doesn't work, and how to get the software and installed. As long as you have a JAWS 2022 license, you would use that license on that device with this special build of JAWS. And in the 2023 release, the regular JAWS download will detect if it's an ARM processor or an Intel processor, and it will install the right version automatically. For now, we only have a 2022 pre-release version. This will be the only build of 2022 we do. It is working quite well, and you're welcome to take advantage of it. Um, additionally, I would mention just a few highlights. Uh, first of all, the quick access bar, which is something we built into ZoomText and Fusion. For those of you who use those products and use a mouse and don't necessarily remember the name of a feature or where to find it, the quick access bar is a perfect tool for you. You can do a keystroke um, to just bring the quick access bar straight to your magnified view. You have room for up to seven shortcuts that you can put right there on the screen that you can click on with the mouse to perform features or functions in our software that you wouldn't necessarily remember the keystroke for. And this is an easier way to get to it. So if you work with clients that don't necessarily want to learn keystrokes or where to have to go back to the UI of ZoomText to go find the feature, the quick access bar is the way to go. Um, automatic settings migration. I mentioned that it's happened last year. It'll be happening this year. So when 2023 is installed, whatever you've set up in 2022 will be pulled in automatically. The sound splitting feature. I know uh, Douglas and Elizabeth will demonstrate that one for you at the show. If you've got stereo headset or stereo speakers, uh, splitting the JAWS sound to one channel while Zoom and Teams and YouTubes and everything else play in the other channel allows you to separate this and you can actually function a little bit better because you can have JAWS on one ear and the rest of your computer applications that make noise coming in the other ear. So they'll demonstrate that. I'm sure many of you have used it if you're listening to me on Zoom here today. And finally, a keystroke I just wanted to mention. Uh, if you do do a lot of YouTube or if you spend some time on the Facebook site, those applications have shortcut keystrokes to be able to do things um, that are not our shortcuts, it's their shortcuts. And oftentimes when you're on a YouTube site and you're trying to start and stop and, and, and manipulate um, the use of the YouTube video, you have to tab and go find the buttons and use the space bar to do it. Because if you tried to press the keystroke to do it, that's, that's designed by YouTube, uh, it's blocked because of quick navigation keys. 
So the command that I wanted to share with you uh, is insert the JAWS key, either insert or caps lock, I should say, the shift key at the same time, and then the, the letter Z. So JAWS key, shift plus Z. And that toggles quick navigation keys off, but leaves you in virtual mode. So you can still work on the web page with the virtual cursor, but the virtual keystrokes will be overridden and allow those application keystrokes to come through. Facebook has some keystrokes to be able to move into your newsfeed and navigate very easily on the website. And it's a good idea to turn off your quick navigation keys to be able to take advantage of those. So that's a keystroke I wanted to mention because not many people know about it. And with that, I'm going to stop yapping. It's 25 of. We've got some hands up and uh, why don't we take some questions? All right, um, Greg, feel free to ask your question. Hi. Okay, hello. Um, sorry about the kind noise. We are on our way to Omaha. Um, wow. but, um, um, yeah, so, um, but I'm just, um, I'm kind of jealous, Eric, because um, NFB gets an escape room and we don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, that was talked about in Clubhouse yesterday. But um, my question for you is this. Um, actually, two things. Uh, sound splitting doesn't work on Bluetooth headphones presently, does it? And then uh, my other thing real quick is, um, is what is it? Um, oh, the, uh, the insert space and notification history. I think that's very cool. Um, does that come up, would that come up in like a list view, like of your notifications or how does it, how does it come up? Good question. So um, is of, it more like a list view or? Yeah. yeah, good, good question. Let me, uh, let me try and walk back through them. The, you mentioned the escape room. Yeah, we, we, you know, we did one at CSUN this year. We don't really have the, uh, the personnel and the materials to be able to do uh, two conventions at the same time with these. So we didn't try and do it. So we are going to do it at one next year. Hopefully we'll do it at both. Uh, for those of you who haven't been to an escape room, uh, we've, they're, they're kind of fun. They're, they're, it, it isn't like they're going to put you in a room and they lock the door and you have to try and escape. That's not what an escape room is. This is really about solving puzzles and trying to solve the puzzle as a team. And these escape rooms have been very popular, but not very accessible. So we decided to see if we could make one that is specifically designed for people with or without a disability to participate in together. And uh, the teams have done a, a great job creating these things. And it's an awful lot of fun. So You'll want to try. You'll want to try it out when you get a chance in the future, either virtual or live. Um, for the notification center, um, Todd, I'm going to mute you for one second while I finish this one. So, for the notification center uh, history, yes, when you do the insert space N to bring it up, you land in a dialog. Uh, it's a small application window, which is why I say you can just leave it open and you can alt tab to it. 
And that you land in a list view of notifications that have come in. You'll see what the notification was, what application sent it, the time it was sent. And you can do the context menu right on any particular notification. And there'll be a couple of options there about creating rules, or if you've already created a rule for a particular notification, there's an option there to manage the rule that you created. Um, and when you go into manage or create, there's a dialog box and it gives you all the different choices of things that you can do. So it'll show you what the current notification is and you can choose to have that text altered so that in the future, instead of saying what it says, it would say something different. Maybe it's shorter. Maybe it's a sound. You can actually change it to play sounds. Or maybe this is one of those notifications that you just don't ever care to hear. So you just mute it. So you'll see it when you get in and, and use it. Again, if you listen to those broadcasts by Glenn and Jonathan, they do a great job demonstrating it. So it's a good place to follow along. Bring up the FS cast and follow along with Glenn and experiment on your own machine. Okay, Todd, I think was next. Todd, can you unmute now? All right, um, can you hear me now, Eric? Yes, go ahead. All right, uh, first of all, I just think I should let you know, the talking installer on JAWS for Windows is not working. You have to use Narrator to get any, um, you, you have to use Narrator to, to get a verbal description on what's going on with uh, the with, with the version of JAWS, and set and uh, second of all, um, is there a way to turn off the notifications of Zoom, like uh, permanently turn them off, like um, hand um, raising and things like that? Yeah, or like who's coming in and all that. I, I know you can do it by doing Windows Alt and S, but I'd like to know: is there a way to permanently turn them off or mute them or whatever? Good question. Let me take the second question first. All right. Uh, the answer is, at one point, we, when you did that keystroke, uh, we did leave them turned off permanently. And we actually got a phone call from the support people at Zoom, and they were getting inundated with support calls from people who were no longer hearing their notifications, and they didn't know why. They had forgotten that they turned them I'm off. Muted. So we made a decision to, to say, you know, it's not going to be held across sessions. So if you start a Zoom call, if you turn them off, they'll stay off until you're done and restart your JAWS again later. Um, they'll come back. They'll, they'll, they'll be back on and you'll have to turn them back off for the next one. Yeah. So, the other point that you raised was about the talking installer. This is all by design. This is something that I've been trying to do for quite a while because it's really not necessary for us to be programming in uh, audio files to make a talking install. It wasn't really a talking install. It was a pre-recorded install and it didn't help. You couldn't review it. You couldn't read it in Braille. None of that was any good. Oh, so, so it started deliberately. I didn't know that. I thought that it was a problem. No, it was done intentionally. 
now. Oh, okay, I got it. So for now on, we won't be using the talking installer and stuff. You, you shouldn't need the talking installer. If nope. now most people, myself included, I just install over top of what I already had. So if I've got JAWS up and running and I want to install a new version, I have JAWS running and I start the install of the new version and my current JAWS will keep talking through the installer if I want to listen. Right, right. But if, I'm just saying, you know, it's also a good, good thing that we have narrator and stuff. That's exactly right. And we actually have a message that pops up now so that let's say you go to a computer and you know how to, without a screen reader running, bring up the executable to start the install of JAWS. When you start that install, a dialogue pops up that is spoken and says, if you want to run narrator for speech, it gives you the keystroke to do it. Mm. Or you can just press escape. Now, Todd, and I, let me just say, if for, I'm a sighted user, while I, I use JAWS all the time and I like JAWS, I have vision and I don't need JAWS to go through an installer. Yet every time I try to install JAWS, I always was forced to listen to those um, recorded messages, which just really wasn't necessary. If I needed speech, I would start narrator or I would have JAWS already running and there would be no need for me to, to be able to, okay. you know, worry about. Yeah. And also I want you to know that earlier this month, around the 6th of June, I bought the home manual license. Oh, oh, oh no, I, I renewed the home manual license, so I've got an automatic upgrade. And I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, what you guys are coming up with. This sounds pretty cool. It's good. It's going to make it much easier in the future. You don't have to go back and and worry about finding your credit card. And there are many things that I do that with today. Okay. Uh, so it does make some sense. And some other good news for those of you who have an ILM license. Um, we are going to introduce later in the summer the opportunity for you to sign up for automatic rebilling annually. Instead of buying two years at a time, you'll be able to keep the perpetual ILM license and it will automatically bill you once a year. I can't recall the exact dollar value, but it's, it's certainly affordable and it's less than having to buy an SMA. And, uh, Will you one day eliminate SMAs altogether? I mean, will you do strictly home licenses all the way through? I mean... I, I'm sorry, start the question again. Okay. Will you one day eliminate SMAs altogether? I would imagine that at some point in the future, SMAs will go away and people will, will be getting annual uh, payments instead. The SMA cool. worked out good, and, and it was something that I introduced back in the 1990s because we needed, a, we needed to give people an incentive to make sure that they were going to get their upgrades in the future, and selling them two, two years up front gave them a great discount, and it also gave me an opportunity to have um, a good investment into our future development. So it was very easy for me 
to go to the ownership of the company and say, look at all these people are lining up and prepaying for their software for the next two years. We need to keep developing great features. So it really, it, it was, it was uh, twofold and it really worked well. And I appreciate everyone who's done it. Next, we have Linda with a question. You can unmute. Hi, I have a very simple one. Um, a lot of information in this last hour. Will there be a transcript of this session? Because I did not start out taking notes. Um, I think it will be podcasted at a later date, but don't quote me on that. But no, I'm talking about a transcript where, like through through, through um, Vespero, Vespero, as there there would be when you know, so you could just read the stuff. The particularly yeah, the I don't yeah. think. The transcripts that we do on our like FS cast and so yes. forth, mm -hmm. those are done separately because those are our broadcasts and, and our right. recordings. So this is through ACB and I don't think they do have mm -hmm. a transcript of this one. Yeah, well, a lot of, inf lot of information, I hope. <laughs> Gonna well, have tune, to in, tune in Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Right. Will it be online? Let me ask this. I, you know, sometimes just there's so much information, different information. Is it, will it be in written form online to be, to be read? This um, yes. Well, is, well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, just have to get, my brain is getting older, you know, it just, I know. Be, so if you're talking I, about like the pricing. Pricing I, I get is somewhere online. Yes. But like the keystroke, some of the, uh, it's a suggestion. I, I suggestion just even some bullet points. Something where you yes. can go back you, later and say, hmm. If, well. if, you, if you will pay attention, you can um, pay attention to that 10 o'clock session on Saturday morning. And if you write to training at vespero.com, that goes right to Elizabeth. Okay. And Elizabeth will get you a copy of everything she covers. Sure. And will it uh, just, will it cover, will it cover the, as much as as happened was done here yes okay yep i can assure you it will and if you go to the freedom scientific training page there is all kinds of webinars and keystroke information all kinds of stuff out there and it's all free so if you haven't visited the training page, start to explore. You'll find all kinds of things out there. Okay. Next, we'll go to Mary Beth. Um, hi, I just have a quick question. I, I thought I understood this whole SMA pay-as-you-go thing and until, until your last comment. And, <laughs> okay. Let, let's just say I'm somebody, which is true, who's up to date until August. Okay, yes. in my in my my jaws, I've got the latest version. Is this at this point? Is there is there some kind of you can do one or the other, and if so, which one is better, or how do they differ? Thank so you. Let, let me ask you a question. Do you have? Do you know if you have a regular ILM product or a home annual license? Uh, I think I have a home annual license. It's a subscription one. So this is one where you right. go to portal.freedomscientific.com. You pay as you go. Every year you pay. If you want to be upgraded, you pay every year. Is that, is that uh, 
How well, much? They both kind of do that. So. Okay. How do I tell? Oh, and I can I can call the salespeople. Um, yeah, call if you can just give me some quick guidelines. I would customer service. Call, I would call the customer service department. Okay. And tell them your name, and let. Yeah, my serial number. You don't even need to give them your serial number, but if you know it, great. If you run JAWS, go to the About box, get that information. Yep. Call customer service and just okay. tell them you'd like to review. If they have some a few minutes and someone can look you up and they'll find okay. out what the best options are. Okay. It's sad to be this clueless, but I figure I might as well admit it while hey, I'm here. <laughs> you, no, this, don't, don't feel bad about it at all. I'm telling you, you can't always tell. And it's really hard to find out what is the best solution. And the customer service people will go out of their way to find you the best option. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, taking the time to answer this. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Jean Mann. Hi, Eric. Um, I just wanted to remind people that that 10 o'clock that you're talking about Saturday is central time. Oh, so yeah. For us in the Northeast and, you know, on daylight, it's 11 o'clock. Um, otherwise, you're going to come in an hour early and wonder why it's not happening. So That's for, right. Thank yeah. you very much. So 10. You're welcome. 10. Well, I think that's it on the hand. That's it. Yep. I thank everyone who joined today and participated. I hope I didn't confuse anybody too much. Um, again, enjoy the convention, whether you're attending it directly in person or if you're going to join virtual. I think that uh, ACB has done a great job at trying to give everybody an opportunity to participate in this convention. And uh, I think there's going to be a great turnout. I do see one more hand popped up. I don't know if you want to try and catch that, Monica. Uh, two. Actually, I forgot to put. Oh. Okay, let's see. Um, yes, area code nine seven eight. Yeah, this is Gerard from Boston. I came in a little late. I apologize. Thank you for having these conference calls, uh, teleconferences. I just want to know what's the contact uh, information for Sweden Scientific uh, email address. Yes, you can write to info, I-N-F-O, at freedomscientific.com. Oh, gee, that's, that wasn't too difficult, was it? <laughs> Pretty easy. Okay. I know, I appreciate, okay, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. Eric, that's all the hands. Ah, I, just as I say that. Roberta. There's another Roberta. <laughs> okay, you can unmute Roberta. Hi, Eric. Thanks for the info. Um, I just wanted to clarify to make sure the to for toggling the navigation keys when I'm on a web page. Yes. It's JAWS key plus shift plus Z as in zebra. Mm -hmm. And is that a toggle? It is. Okay. So you can toggle them off and toggle them back on. Perfect. Now, okay. if you, and if you toggle them off and then you switch applications and then come back, they'll still be off. So they'll okay. stay off until I toggle they'll stay them off on. until you toggle them back on. Yep. Okay. 
Great. Thank you. Okay. Would you like the next hand, Eric? Deborah. Yes. Hi, Deborah. Oh, I gave her permission. Yeah, I don't know that she's got a microphone working or whatever. I don't see any microphone option. Well, I think we'll have to wrap it up there. We're coming up on the top of the hour. Oh, there you are, Deborah. I'm here? Yes. Okay. I've got a question. Does that mean I have to go out and buy a new computer for this ARM 64 processor? For the ARM 64 processor is a different computer. You do not have to buy one. If you've got one with an Intel processor, that is going to continue to work just fine. That's all I, that's all I have. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Deborah. All right. Thank you very much, Monica. It was enjoyable and wish everybody well. Enjoy the convention.